Are you a clinician in primary care who wishes there were better resources to help you understand how to navigate the concept of triage in modern general practice? We'll boost your triage skills with our dynamic five-session live webinar course tailored for primary care clinicians. Led by myself and Dr. Ed Pooley from Difficult Conversations, this comprehensive training covers all facets of remote patient triage, whether that be digital, on-call, or other opportunities. Through this course, you'll gain practical knowledge, exclusive hints and tips, and direct access to myself and Ed through open Q&A sessions of the course. Elevate your ability to manage primary care challenges effectively and confidently, and most importantly, safely. Register now to transform your triage approach at bit.ly slash GP triage course for GP in capitals. And we will definitely catch you then. What are the five key pieces of medical equipment that you need when you're practicing as a UK general practitioner? I'm going to cover all of that in this episode and make sure that you have the information to pick the right equipment for you, no matter what your budget might be. Let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. Hey GP Learners, I'm Dr Gandalf of EGP Learning, where I look at supporting you with technology-enhanced primary care and learning. And in this episode, we're going to cover the key pieces of equipment that you need when you're working in general practice to basically make your life easier and, to be honest, to do the job itself. I'm going to cover the five key pieces of equipment that every GP should really have access to. And to be honest, this will be the same whether you're working as a pharmacist, physician's associate, paramedic, nurse practitioner or to be honest, any kind of role which is patient-facing that requires an examination. I'm also going to cover the various pieces of equipment that will basically manage no matter what your budget is, and if you're being really cost-effective, should be able to get all of this for in total for under £100. First up, we're going to talk about the most iconic piece of medical equipment that is associated with any kind of doctor, and that's the stethoscope. Now, the stethoscope is one of the most key pieces of equipment that any clinician will need. Obviously, you need that when you want to do things, for example, examine chest, sometimes listen to bowel sounds, check blood pressures if you're using a manual cuff, and various other things. It can also sometimes even double up as a really good tendon hammer in emergency uses. And stethoscopes come in all shapes, sizes, and absolutely cost. It's also a piece of equipment that you need to be reliable, so to make sure that you can hear the right kind of sounds when you need to. So right now I'm going to cover four options you might want to consider. The first and the cheapest out of the lot is the MDF-1. MDF is a really cost-effective brand when it comes to medical equipment and the MDF-1 is probably one of the most cost-effective stethoscopes available on the market. On average they go for about £40 and you can get various shapes and colours both for the tubing and for the head itself. The sound quality is really effective and reliable and has been part of my visit kit for the past few years. If you're really on a budget, you could go for the MDF Acoustica, which is a little bit cheaper, on average you get for about £30, depending on the time of sales. But personally, I go for the MDF-1 because the sound quality is a little bit better for the cost effectiveness. Next up, we've got the classic stethoscope that almost every doctor has probably heard of, and that's the Lippmann. So this is my Lippmann Classic 2, although nowadays it's the Lippmann Classic 3 that you can get hold of. On average, these go for about £70 or so. And let's be honest, it's one of the most reliable and well-known stethoscope brands going around. It is lighter than the MDF-1 and the sound quality is pretty good and mine has lasted me a good 10 years so it's definitely got the durability. However, if you've got the funds, what I would recommend most people now look at is the Echo Core stethoscope. Now this has been branded as the Echo Lippmann Core and on average it goes for about £250 and the reason for that extra cost is down to this little unit right here. So this adds both Bluetooth, because everything's better with Bluetooth, 
but more importantly adds some noise cancelling elements to the stethoscope and the only way I can describe this is like watching HD TV and then going back to normal definition TV but when it comes to sound the significant change in quality is amazing and particularly for those that have hearing challenges you will notice a significant difference using this stethoscope. The Bluetooth allows you to transmit the sound to any electrical device, particularly if you pay for the extra Echo platform. And that can have real benefits for things like care home ward rounds, for example, or if you're having to see patients that need to be isolated, for example, like our recent COVID pandemic. This is the stethoscope I use in practice every day at the moment. And if I had the funds, I'd get another one to stick in my visit bag as well. But if you had a little bit of an extra fund, or if you wanted a stethoscope with an extra little kick, then I would highly recommend getting the Echo Duo, which is this one's big brother. And that's what I've got right here. The main difference between the Echo Duo and the Echo Core is the fact that it doesn't have a bell, first of all, but more importantly, this device allows you to get a two-lead ECG when you use this with the app, which can be either on a desktop, laptop, tablet, or mobile device. So for an extra 50 pounds, you will get a two lead ECG built in to your stethoscope. That can be really good if you're trying to pick out patients, for example, with atrial fibrillation. And it has all the other features like Bluetooth and noise cancelling to make sure it's a really effective digital stethoscope. So you're probably thinking, Dr. Gandalf, why don't you use this over the Echo Core then? Well, I'll be honest, it's just down to one pure reason. This one, unfortunately, will not work if it's not charged. And I'll be honest, I'm a little bit forgetful at remembering to charge it. However, the core does actually work as a normal stethoscope, like a normal Lippmann, for example, if it's not charged. So that's the main reason, if I'm being honest. In addition, if I do need a two-lead ECG, for example, if I'm checking for a patient for atrial fibrillation, I'll default back to my AliveCore Cardia, which many of you have probably seen and had access to recently. This now does have a six-lead version, which is even better, but a little bit more expensive. And I'm anxiously awaiting for when they put in the QT algorithm for this, because that will make it really useful for primary care in particular, unless they happen to develop a 12 lead version of this, which would be even more amazing. If you want to check out all my reviews of these three pieces of kit, so the Echo Core, the Echo Duo, and the Core Cardia, have a look at the links down below, because I'll put those video links in the description. The next piece of equipment that pretty much every clinician needs access to is a blood pressure monitoring device. Now these come in two different versions, either manual or electronic, and which you prefer, well, to be honest, is up to you. Personally, I prefer the manual, because it gives me a more reliable reading from my perspective. However, using the electronics have the benefit of obviously being able to leave the device to do its thing whilst you're doing something else, as well as it's a bit easier on your hand as well. When it comes to a manual device, for me, the one I would go to is the Welsh Allen DuraShock, which is this little device, and it connects onto the cuff like this. The reason why I like this particular brand is the fact that it's got this flexi-port system, which basically means it clips on and off at the press of a button. And if you need to change the cuff, you just simply clip it back in like that and you're done. Nice and easy. The cuffs come in various different sizes and if you want to have a look at the equipment, have a look at the links down below. Alternately, if you are going for an electronic blood pressure machine, the brand I would always default to would be the Omron devices for clinicians. Now that is different for patients if you're recommending ones because there are some cheaper alternatives. But the key thing to remember when it comes to electronic BP cuffs is make sure you get one with the right size cuff because if you don't, you may end up having one that's a bit too small. For patients, devices like the UA611 or the Omron M2 are really cost-effective options. And particularly if you time it right on Amazon, you can normally get them for about 20 pounds or so. For clinicians, I'd always recommend you get the Omron M3 or the Omron M6, mainly because they come with a larger cuff size that goes up to 44 centimeters, which is where most patients sit. 
Although if you do want a larger cuff, you may need to go for something like the Tenquan cuff that goes up to 48 centimeters. Anything larger than that, I'm afraid you'll be looking at the thigh cuffs. However, if you're really on a budget, going for something like the UA611 or the Omron M2, and then getting the Tenquan cuff size will basically mean you should be able to deal with most situations. Now I mentioned that this episode will cover the top five medical pieces of equipment that every clinician needs, but that there will be two bonuses. And the first of those is the KeyQuick device. Yeah, okay, this isn't really a medical device, but it's an awesome little keyboard that will absolutely save you time in your practice. It works by using macro keys, so basically one press of a button does various other things, and basically this will save you time. A slight decoration, I am an affiliate for this particular product, but if you do want to know why this is such an awesome device, check out the links in the description. Alternately, the video will be coming up at the end of this one. Next up in terms of the medical equipment that every clinician needs to have, we're talking about probably the most ubiquitous one over the pandemic period, and that's the humble thermometer. Let's be honest, you need to be able to check a patient's temperature at various different times, and it's important you've got an accurate device to give you the readings that you need. While I have the Braun exact temp thermometer that I use in my clinic because it's provided by my practice, I'll always echo that Braun is an absolutely trusted and tried brand that you should always use when it comes to your thermometers. In particular, my preferable one is the 6520, which has been sitting in my visit bag for the past few years. It's also the one I use at home. That was up until recently. Using in-ear thermometers have always been the preferred route for many clinicians, and that's in preference over the no-touch thermometers that check, for example, the forehead or other areas. However, over the pandemic period, having to be closer to patients and the disposable cap element is something that's always important to be aware of. The problem with no-touch thermometers is that the patient needs to be acclimatized to the environment that you check their temperature in, otherwise you may get a false reading. For example, if you've got a patient that's come in from the cold, who's got a big, huge coat on, and you see them fairly quickly, they may not have acclimatized and therefore you may not get an accurate reading through a no-touch thermometer. However, when you visit a patient, they've also been in that environment for quite a while, and therefore you're likely to get a much better reading. And for that reason, I've been using the Geronic no-touch thermometer for the past few months and found it really effective. I haven't even done trials with using this and my brawn, and the temperatures I get are almost exactly the same, if not a 0.1 difference at times. The added benefit of this version versus some others is that if you do have an abnormal reading, you can remove the cap, place a plastic cap on top, and it works as an in-ear thermometer as well. And this is only 20 pounds. Talk about good value. Switching from in-ear to forehead thermometer is really quick and easy to do. And to be honest, Duronic is a brand I use for other things, for example, sit and stand desks and other electronic equipment. So they're not too bad. If you're interested, check out the links down below. They are affiliated, so if you do use them, I will get a small amount and no extra cost to yourself. If not, just Google it and I'm sure you'll find them. In addition to the thermometer, the other piece of equipment that's been universal over the pandemic has been the humble SATS probe. Checking a patient's SATS is really important and actually educating them on how to do it themselves can be really effective. You may find many patients have one of these nowadays. Main thing to remember, if you're grabbing one, they are pretty easy to get hold of and as long as you get one that is validated for the right age group, you shouldn't have a real problem. I've got various different brands. They're all pretty much equivocal to the ones I use in practice, you know, the big fancier ones. However, the key area to be careful is obviously in younger children where these will not be accurate and you will need to use a proper device. So we're talking about the five key pieces of medical equipment that a clinician needs to have. And the last one that you absolutely need to make sure that you have is a diagnostic set. Now there are various different versions of these in terms of ophthalmoscopes and autoscope kits. If you want really cheap and cheerful, you go for something like the YNR version, which is about 15 to 20 pounds or so, but it's really basic. And this has been sitting in my visit bag. 
Alternately, more people will understand and prefer the trusted Welsh Allen or Reister brands, which can go for upwards of about £250. Alternately, the Panoptic version is about £600. However, my preferred piece of equipment nowadays is the Arclight. This is a combination device. It's small, it's portable, it's rechargeable, and it's both an ophthalmoscope and an autoscope in one device. If you want to check out the full review, have a look at the video coming up at the end of this. But wait, I've got my last little tip for you in terms of equipment that you need to have, and that is your smartphone. Having one of these is an essential piece of medical equipment for all clinicians. And if you want to know why, check out my episode that covers the medical apps you need to have on your phone. And that's coming up right here. Alternately, YouTube probably recommending another one for you right here. And I'll catch you in the next episode as we tech enhance your primary care and learning. Oh, hello there, EGP learner. I'm Dr. Gandalf and I often get asked, what kind of resources do you have to try and help those using EMIS? Because you tend to do a lot more stuff for System 1. And often I've really struggled to answer that question because let's be honest, I don't use EMIS on a regular basis. So therefore trying to help EMIS users is a little bit more difficult for myself. And that really made me feel, well, not great. So I kind of did something to try and help all those EMIS users out there. I went and had a chat with one of my colleagues, Dr. Mike from GP on the Move, and him and I have created a course that you can use to help you use EMIS so much better. That's right, if you use EMIS, but you wanna use it so much better, so much quicker, and in such a way that means you go home sooner, then check out our EMIS for Clinicians course. It's an online course that takes you through all the tips and tricks that Dr. Mike knows to try and basically mean you can go home quicker. That'd be a cool thing, wouldn't it? And guess what? It's currently on offer. So if you wanna take advantage of this introductory offer, and get access to it now. Look at the links down below and check it out. Additionally, if you're a practice, network, or wide area that wants more opportunity to use it, send me an email, egplearning at gmail.com. Let's see if we can help you out. And as I like to say, tech enhance your primary care and learning. Shall we get back to it? Oh, and if you wanted one for System 1 users, well, you know I've got you covered, haven't I? Check out the Learn System 1 for Clinicians course bit.ly slash tpp s1 course.